spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction Postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off, 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, Heating, Plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Anthony Grant is the tailback. Two tight ends. And Grant, one of the top rushers in the Big Ten, breaking tackles. He's got midfield, still going, and pushed out of bounds after a gain of 35 yard line of 35. Connor Happer, John Bishop, back with you on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg, brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton. Uh, John, did you notice before we get back to the calls here, the, the extra long embrace between Mickey Joseph and P.J. Fleck after the game? Yes, I did, and I also noticed um, that, according to Adam Kruger yep. over at Channel 3 News, uh, apparently Fleck told Mickey Joseph, you're going to be a heck of a head coach. So, uh, you know, take that for what it is. Um, you know, we, we all remember last year after the, after the loss up in Minnesota, the long embrace that he had with Adrian Martinez. Mm -hmm. And some folks were wondering if he was, you know, planting bugs in his ear or trying to mess with his mind, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I'm not, I mean, coaches, coaches are like this. They stick together. And I don't know if that means anything. Um, but you know, this is a moment here. Connor with three games to go we just ended the last segment talking about the quarterback situation if Mickey's going to be a head coach he's going to be a CEO style head coach he's not going to be calling his own plays he's going to hire his own offensive coordinator but there are times where you have to overrule your offensive coordinator and say this dude gives us a better chance to play or better chance to win we need to play him so you need to get him ready because he's our number one guy they've reached that moment and 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 we're going to find out because I mean if Mickey's going to be the guy next year, Mark Whipple's not going to be back. Yep. Okay. Mark Whipple is not. You can't gonna be keep back rolling like year. this. Yeah. You, you can't keep so, doing it. So so if if Mickey is is treating this like a job interview, which he is, then he needs to make a stand this week and say Smothers is my guy. That's my opinion. Yep. And regardless of what happens in practice, we've now seen Chubba Purdy in games. We've now seen Logan Smothers in games. And the fact of the matter is, Logan Smothers just just does it better at the moment. Um, and that's... yeah, because what did they have last week? Something like thirty yards in the second half. Correct. And when he was on the field, they had probably twenty yards of offense. So he's got fifty yards of offense, you know, in the last two second halves. Of that's football. that's over like twelve drives, John. Like that, yes. <laughs> that's yes. that's not a small sample size. No, that's a big sample size. And yes, I know it's a it's a they're two tough defenses, but <laughs> so what? You know, you, you, if you're going to play in a big boy league, you better be ready to play big boy football. And so far, uh, sorry, but Chubba has not shown that he's ready for it. 
Uh, Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Back to the phones on the Les Hills Harley-Davidson hotline. Ben's been waiting, uh, and we get to him now. Hi, Ben. Go ahead. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good. Man, you guys have been hitting on a lot of the points that I wanted to uh, definitely make. The one thing I will I will start off by saying is, with all this head coaching narrative that's going to start coming up, I think the main thing that you have to go out and get is a guy that can is a good game manager. And I think we saw with the five years with Scott Frost that he was just not a good game manager. And I don't think you're seeing that out of Mickey Joseph either. Um, I didn't see Chubba Purdy make one good throw today. And if you sit there and you leave him in, you know, drive after drive, and he doesn't improve, why why are we only giving Logan Smothers two or three drives to prove himself? And going on top of that, if Mark, you know, Mark Whipple wants to have a guy that can sling it like a Ken Pickett, are we going to – do we have other quarterbacks in the quarterback room that can throw better than these two guys? Who, You know, why are we not giving them a shot? And then finally, you know – the one thing I've said to myself the first drive of these last three games, and it, it makes me more upset than anything, is why is Anthony Grant not getting 40 to 50 touches a game? <laughs> He's such a dynamic weapon in the fact that they're handcuffing him. And, you know, I understand giving other guys shots and not wanting to get your guy hurt. But when you bring in, you know, I like Ramir Johnson, but when you bring him in, it, it gets Anthony Grant out of his tempo. And you see what makes a guy like Mo Ibrahim so good is the fact that he gets those touches a game. And Anthony Grant, I think, is a better running back than Mo Ibrahim. Ibrahim. No. But no. You know he's, not. he's not. He's not. No, he is not. Anthony's okay. Anthony's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not deriding Anthony. But, man, if you didn't watch that second half and, and conclude that Mo Ibrahim is an all-conference caliber back, I don't know what to tell you. I, I mean, the guy, the guy should have converted the third and seven. I don't know how they overturned that. But he is a decisive runner. He is a powerful runner. He's a smart runner. He is a better running back than Anthony Graham. All right. I'll, I'll give it to you there. I, Anthony Graham, I think, just has a little bit more speed. I would say, and more. He probably does, and I'm not. You know, I, I didn't mean to come in too hot on you there. I apologize. No. But yeah, Mo Ibrahim is a, is a better back. I, you know, forty to fifty touches is a little much, but I do agree that Grant needs to be north of twenty five at least per game. You know, and then maybe maybe push thirty if you're if you're counting receptions. And and the the one positive I'll give Mickey Joseph, you know, today. You know, Scott Frost rode Adrian Martinez into the ground, even when he was hurt playing with a broken jaw. I'm glad he sat Casey Thompson. I'm glad we're giving Casey Thompson time to heal. I don't know the extent of his injury. Um, I know there was reports he could have played today, but the fact that he didn't touch the field today I think was a good move just because you see what our offense is with him and without him. Um, but, yeah, I think I think a lot of good – you know, points are being made, and uh, we'll definitely see going forward. Um, the Michigan game is going to be a wake-up call, but uh, love the show, love you guys, and uh, keep keep uh, rocking, go Big Red. Thanks, Ben. Thank it, well, it's it's really really difficult to to. I mean, it's difficult to run an offense regardless of what you are doing. Um, you know, so however much you want to see Grant touch the ball, and and Nebraska needs to get more first downs, obviously. Mm. But it's it's hard to do this when you don't have a threat of a quarterback who can make a play for you downfield and you don't have more than one wide receiver 
who is a threat, who can make a play for you downfield. You saw it with Kazimikas or whatever, whatever his name, uh, Calicamanis. 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 Who came into the second half and he just gave he just gave them a better better opportunity and was able to do more things on offense. Threw a couple balls downfield, like I said, was a threat a little bit in the run game. And for my eyes, we've been talking about it a million times, John. Like. Logan Smothers is a little bit closer to that guy than Chubba Purdy is right now. It's hard to do anything on offense when your quarterback is not a threat to do anything. And and obviously yeah, hey, Minnesota didn't think Chubba Purdy was. It's funny. Both teams leave this game with a quarterback controversy. Yeah. <laughs> because I think Calic Manis is a looked better, obviously, than than Tanner Morgan did. And yeah. Morgan, you know, to, to most of the Minnesota observers have said, Yeah, he has struggled this year. He makes some ill time throws, but Calic Manis I mean that 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 offense had new life. Now some of that might have been, you know, Minnesota, you know, finally woke up, finally got off the bus, finally adjusted to an 11 a.m. kick, whatever the case may be, and certainly uh, took it to Nebraska from a physical standpoint. And maybe Calic Manis just happened to be the guy out there. But I thought he gave them a better threat in the passing game than Tanner Morgan, and that opened things up for Ibrahim to also, you know put his shoulders down and, and and make some plays. So both teams really leave this game with a quarterback controversy. Yeah, and, and I certainly don't think, and back to Ben's point about Grant, like I don't, I don't think it's about that. I mean, Grant had 21 carries today, um, mm-hmm. and he had a catch out of the backfield as well. So that's 22 touches for Anthony Grant. Maybe it's a, a hair on the low side, but I think it's about right for, for, for an offense that was really, really struggling. You, you ran the ball with your running back. I mean, I, I don't know about enough. I don't know if enough would be the right word I would I would use here. But like, I don't think the problem with this offense is is just exclusively in the fact that you're not getting Anthony Grant the ball enough. They have to have yeah. a threat at the quarterback position, and they have and their offensive line obviously has to be better. And you, you, I mean, yeah, they ran they ran 61 plays today, and Grant was involved in 22 of them from a from touching the ball standpoint. So you know, about a third of the time. It's a good chunk. Um, back to the phones here on Big Red Overreaction, brought to you by Equitable Bank, where we take baking personally. We have uh, Sean on the line. Hi, Sean. Go ahead. You're on Big Red Overreaction. Good afternoon, gentlemen. So this was uh, a bad game to watch. It was uh, torturous to watch, but at the same, by the same token, it was anybody with half a brain that watches Nebraska football, uh, myself included, and I'm a diehard. This is pretty much what we expected, I think. That looks like the same thing. Um, Fast start, that was cool, but even going into the half, I I thought, oh, Nebraska has no chance because uh, we all we've all seen this. We've all seen this movie and how it's going to go. But that's that's not the uh, that's not the point of my call. The point of my call is that I noticed that um, one of the first callers, I think, literally the first caller, uh, misidentified Connor as being Josh. One Josh Peterson, uh, and your voices are somewhat similar, but for all of the like fair weather non six A six P listeners, I just want everybody to know that you are not listening to Josh right now. You're listening to Connor and John. Yeah, so it, I I just wanted to do that little public service announcement, and uh, I appreciate you guys being on the air, and uh, I can't wait to listen to your guys' shows this week, Michael and Josh. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. It's an extremely important Thanks, point. Thanks, Ted. Don't 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 confuse me with Josh. I suppose that's the point of the call. 
um from what an insult from shot <laughs> oh man yeah i mean look nebraska the, the point is and, and he's talking about the same old thing and and we've seen this story before and, and i don't necessarily disagree with that's the way how it played out for nebraska but the problem was how it developed throughout the game we saw that it doesn't have to be that way. Like you don't, it doesn't just have to be Chubba Purdy because you know because this is this is what we have because here. he gives us a better threat to throw. It's the second week in a row we've heard. Well, we put him in because he gives us a better threat in the throwing game. When it's apparent, what's gr- grossly apparent that all the throws that Chubba makes, Logan can make them too. And I mean, <laughs> I again, we're not in practice. So I will defer to the coaches on that, but I can only go off what I see, and what I see is I don't see a quarterback who's a great thrower in the guy who is the better thrower. I don't. You get – I mean, you only get so many opportunities to 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 make a first impression, but, I mean, like I said, the, the sample size with Chubba so far is, is you know, like 12 drives, and it, there's just been no offense whatsoever outside of the first drive of the game, which Nebraska has been pretty routinely pretty good on when they have an opportunity on scripted drives, whether it's to start the first half or to start the second half, Nebraska has been, their track record is actually really good there. And, and they got a couple plays going early. And then really after that, I mean, we can go through the drive chart right now, John, I mean, look, I mean, Nebraska scored a touchdown on their first drive in, in four minutes and 14 seconds, nine plays, 75 yards. They took the field goal after that. And then, Six plays, 19 yards, punt. Three plays, negative one yard, punt. Three plays, three yards, punt. And then it's the half. Three plays, four yards, punt. Three plays, 20 yards, punt. Three plays, three yards, punt. Interception. These are all Chubba drives, by the way. Three plays, negative five yards, interception. And then um, then it's turned over to Logan, and it's 12 plays, 67 yards, and then, Logan did have the drive. Uh, was it? I think it's the, the last drive of the third quarter. Uh, the three plays three. The three yard. plays three yards drive. Okay, because he did come in and then went back out. And I think that I think the stats monitor is wrong too because Nebraska did not gain twenty yards on that drive. In Maybe the there was the was there quarter. a penalty in there somewhere? There was a penalty, and so I. But that was a penalty. That was a post punt penalty. Uh, against Minnesota that pushed them back another you know ten yards so that 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 is that is in error on the drive chart but your point is still the same I mean there was nothing there was absolutely nothing six drives in a row with no first downs and two of them went for negative yards yeah so the fact that like you know if, if you're if you're coming away from it it's like oh we've seen this story before and we know what we're gonna get with this team I I, I don't know that that necessarily has to be the case and you you mentioned it John this is sort of an inflection point. For Mickey Joseph, do you step in and say, "Hey, look, man, I I know that you like Chuba better, and I know that you think he can do more, but I have I have all this game." T- like he he Mickey Joseph is is building ammunition in a case at this point to say, "We just can't do this. This is not the way we can work um, anymore." And that's that's going to be the topic of the week, certainly as Nebraska heads into a tough test against Michigan. All right, big red overreaction brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Back to the phones, Lesso's Harley Davidson Hotline. We have Vince. Hi, Vince. Hey, guys. Well, first of all, I want to fire the weather people because they got the weather forecast this morning wrong. It was a beautiful day for football, and I wish I actually would have went to the game. So, anyway, um, you know what? It, you were talking about some, the last caller was good, going back to the same old, same old thing. And, you know, here's what's pathetic is like, okay. Last week kind of really ticked me off with what I'm hearing this week about, well, the, the quarterbacks weren't ready because they don't practice, they don't take the snaps and all that. Well, what do you recruit these guys for? You had two quarterbacks, 
and, they, and the yardage they put up in that second half last week was pathetic. So now here you are. You had the week to prepare for it. And, okay, Nebraska did great. I mean, here we are again talking about, okay, one score game, one score game, one score. The defense may have not played their best, but they kept us in the game, and we got that ball back. I, would, I, I was surprised that they actually punted and didn't go for it because yeah. the running back sure in the heck wanted to go for it. But we had that chance. We had two minutes and some seconds, and that's eternity, even without timeouts, for a good team to make that score and tie that game. You know what my buddy said? He's sitting there going, well, we, it, he's going to throw an interception. It always happens. Well, if we do score and we tie the game, Nebraska's not going to have a playbook for overtime. That's what I don't want to hear anymore. I want, I want to be good. I want, I want a playbook that's going to get you that tie, get you that win, get you that progressive. I mean, why did he throw it away and not get that first down on that drive when the third down? I mean, at least we got four downs in. We tried, but we didn't get it. And uh, I just, it's just, to me, it is the same thing every year. And I'm just, I just want to see us have, a, I mean, the preparing and they keep going. It's just, I don't know, guys. I'm, uh, I just, I'm, I'm upset again. But hey, that 16 points, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not a betting person, but man, I wish I'd have known somebody to put something down on that because I, I knew that this was going to be a good game at home. And it really was. It just came down to execution. And a playbook. That's all I got to say. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. Well, it was definitely a different team on the on the first couple drives of the game, and then adjustments were made, and it and it quickly went away. I mean, that's that's really the story of what happened on Nebraska's offense today. It's a, it's an offense that um, is clearly pretty good at scripting things and and scheming things to a certain extent, but when you need to maybe grind away some clock and just be a generally consistent offense, it's. Nebraska's not a, that's a well that they are not able to go to. They, they just they just don't have that. So you're going to be in these situations where maybe you're up and you got to hold a lead, or maybe you're down and you have to come back, and that feels like a more um, you know a better position at some points for for Nebraska to be in. But the consistency it just it's just not there, and that's the entire year. It just hasn't been. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a lot of the same, and I understand the caller's frustration because you know it was it. it Nebraska had Minnesota on the ropes. You know, the stat was 0 and 0 for their last 32 and down by 10 points or more at any point in the game. And you thought the way the offense was going that, you know, they get one more score, it might be over. And instead, you know, the offense goes into a shell and can't, you know, move the ball to save its life. And Minnesota finally got going. And, and you know, you, you tip your cap to Minnesota for, you know, sticking with the game plan. Um, but maybe it was a bit fortuitous. Maybe the Ty Robinson sack was the worst thing that happened to Nebraska today <laughs> because it, it appeared as if that may have been the play that knocked Morgan out of the game. I if, think it if was. Morgan stays in the game, you do wonder how much it looks different in the second half. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is Nebraska did not bring the same level of physicality in the second half and and could not once once those waves started crashing into the into the shore they had no way of holding it back yep. and 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 that's what that's what teams in this conference and this division do uh they just keep beating on you and beating on you and and Nebraska didn't have quite enough to 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 fire back especially on the offensive side and you got to fi- you got to finish things off when you have an opportunity to get points you have to get points and and and, and we can go back cuz people were talking about this during the game we can go back to that last drive of the second quarter, John, when Nebraska 
I mean, they got the ball on their own 23-yard line, and there was a there was a minute 26 to go, and people were, you know, Nebraska's up 10-0 at the point. That That's not a situation to me where you desperately need to push the ball down the field and, and go get points. They ran it on the first two plays. Minnesota has one timeout left. They throw it on third down, and, you know, they, you know, the stop, the incompletion stops the clock. They end up punting it back. And Minnesota doesn't get anything out of the drive there. But there's some situational points here where, you know, and that that's the inconsistency. That goes back to the inconsistency of Nebraska's offense. But you also have to know who you are. And you also have to know your limitations and what you can do. And that, that feels like it hasn't quite been honed in on either. No. Well, and, and some of it too is, um, you know, you do have a, a rookie head coach in there. And so understanding game and ma- game management and things like that, you know, those are things that, um, that, that you sometimes miss yeah. now, fortunately. And like I said, it may have, it may have ended up working out for Nebraska because, well, actually it did work out for Minnesota going back to the Ty Robinson. Sack like got Morgan it, hurt. Yeah. It, it knocked Morgan out of the game. So yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a weird way, the butterfly effect did, it ended up being the wrong thing. And yeah, in the big grand scheme, that drive isn't going to be, you know, hugely impactful, but it's just a, a microcosm of, of the, a lot of the little things that, uh, that Nebraska doesn't execute properly, not knowing who they are. And, and I think that carried over into the second half. Let's squeeze in one more call here before we, uh, before we take a break on big red overreaction brought to you by Burton. When you're plumbing certain, just call Burton, Connor Happer and John Bishop with you on 1620, the zone and one one on the keg. And we head back to the Los Hills, Harley Davidson hotline for Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey guys. Hey, Connor Whipple or uh, Bishop. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, whip on my mind, man. He's he's he's, uh, he's my whipping boy right now because, uh, like you said, Bishop uh, Joseph, he's the coach, and I want him to be the coach. And right now, there, there's been some moments where I don't care how much of a red ass Whipple wants to be. You're the coach. You got to say. And as Trev says, we owe it to this team to have them a great season. And right now, there was some personal decisions because we went to the transfer portal to go get this guy, and you wanted to play him. Just like Callahan went, got freaking Sam Keller from Arizona State. We ain't playing this game, man. We're here to get these guys to the game, to a bowl game. And what we what we saw in the second half was ridiculous. And like I said, I, I hope I, I don't know what kind of you know uh, offense Joseph wants to run, but you know it, it's not this. You're the coach. You're the coach, and and I want him to rein him in. And if we if if we need a firing on Sunday, so be it. Because that was ridiculous what we had to see. And is, well, you know, the, now, the the problem the problem ahead. with that is you, you're stuck with who's going to call the plays. Then I mean, you're kind of stuck in this spot. At least with when firing Chenander, yeah. you knew you had Bill Bush who had done it before, but you really don't right. have that. Um, but no, but you I, are right. I get it. I mean, but we do have the playbook, and so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that all works. But right now, we're just calling plays, and and I don't know how much Whipple's setting up plays like Osborne would set up plays. But I, I have no clue what what's going all into that. But like I said, I, I don't know if we have a guy that can back him up. But, you know, Trey Palmer. Now, we've got two games in a row since the uh, Purdue game. Guy's been struggling. So this NFL talk, he's all this, all that, couldn't come up big time. And now, now you know, Mickey hasn't been able to be on him, you know. And it's like now I'm sure he's going to get an earful. And, uh, you know, as far as the defense, they played, they played good. But, you know, at the end of that, what really drove me nuts about today's game was this five to ten yard cushion? We've been playing pretty tight coverage, and 
you know, they let some passes go, and it was frustrating, you know, there in the first half, and then even in the second half. Ball down, their guys wide open, so they, they played great, but when we needed them, it was, it was a struggle, but P.J. Fleck and Whipple almost single-handedly let uh, Smothers be the hero of this game because <laughs> I, I really don't understand that fourth and short just kicking it to us. But, <laughs> hey, I took it. You know, we'll take it. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, definitely frustrating. But, like I said, I, I don't know how much of a setback this is for Joseph. But, you know, all they can do is try to rebound on uh, next next week and, and from here on out. So, But if it was me, like I said, I'd, I'd play Smothers and then have, have uh, you know, <laughs> Casey Thompson is the backup. If give him another week's rest or whatever, but we will see. So, hopefully, that's all I got to say. But uh, go big red and let's get her done. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to be too hard on on Trey Palmer, but it's easy to have big games when you can outrun, you know, a, a secondary that's not particularly good. It's another when you got to make catches in traffic and the, the drop on fourth down at the end of the game. Yeah, you never know. You know yeah, that you those catch are the types ball. of plays you got to make if you're going to be an NFL receiver. No you doubt, just have to. yeah, he's had he's had so. trouble catching in traffic. That that's that's been a thing this yeah. year. I, I want to go back yeah. to, to the big picture part, John, on the offensive side of the ball. We'll we'll hold this and and probably pick it up here after the break. But there was a definite sense and, and a feel for me that Mickey Joseph, when he inherited this thing, and, and he wanted to make it clear that he was different than Scott Frost. And the talk when Scott Frost was here, specifically as it pertained to Whipple, with how he was going to handle that and the offense. And Scott Frost was involved in the offense, and they wanted to have this blend. And at times, obviously, there was some stepping on toes there. And Mickey Joseph said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. I'm going to let Mark Whipple call his offense because I have to. Now we've reached this point where that might not be the best thing in the world for this team. <laughs> that, in fact, that is not the best thing in the world for this team. This offense is not, I mean, it can't function if, number one, you can't pick the right quarterback to put in the game. But number two, you don't understand you know, time and situation and trust in your defense and all that stuff. And Mark Whipple doesn't seem to have a great grasp. And I think he would, he would sort of like, I don't know if he would admit that piece of it, but we know him. Like we, you know what you're going to get with Mark Whipple, and they're going to try and push the ball down the field, and they're going to try and and score points as much as they can. He talked about the physicality tab and how it doesn't exist on the scoreboard. These hits build up over a game, and there's situational sort of awareness that Nebraska just doesn't have on the offensive side of the ball when when Mark Whipple is calling it. And then you got to pick the right quarterback for it too. And so now Mickey Joseph resetting, you. You know, how do you handle jumping in and saying, look, we cannot press on this way. We we yeah. we, we cannot do it this way. We, we're not going to be able to win games, and we can't have three and outs in 10 seconds. Um, so that's the question sort of of the week. And, and you know, Mickey even a little alluded to it a little bit in the postgame. We talk about complementary football, you know, and, and a lot of times when we're talking about it, it, it's in regards to the players, but it also involves the coaches as well. You've got to be able to play complementary and coach complementary football. And, you know, that that's – you've got this mix-match staff, you know, brand-new defensive coordinator, first-year offensive coordinator. Granted, he's a veteran, but they all come from these different backgrounds, Right. And I know a lot, I mean, the decisions to bring these guys, some of these guys back was, was on Scott Frost. So, you know, you can't, you can't blame Mickey for this, but the circumstances are what they are. And 
that that was one of the reasons why I was concerned about you know the 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 offensive coaches when they fired them all and then brought them in and the first hire was actually Mickey Joseph and then it was Mark Whipple oh and then you hired an offensive line coach but it really wasn't you know I don't know how much Whipple was consulted about it um, and it just it, it's it's led to this this hodgepodge that you know yeah. it, it just doesn't it doesn't mesh right now. It doesn't. Uh, and, John, and when you lose, and when you lose a guy who has been clearly your best offensive player and your and your and your leader, uh, I'm, I mean, it's it's going to throw things you know into chaos. That's John Bishop. I'm Connor Happer here on Big Red Overreaction on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg. It's brought to you by Equitable Bank, where we take banking personally. More of your calls coming up next. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol. Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 